Warriors might have to sign J. Cole. <laughs> the Warriors who? Traded for Draymond. Which which Warriors? I don't know, man. <laughs> Draymond's five, six, and seven is it's still going to be in any other leagues. 15, 10, and 10. Yeah. Triple double. You know, yeah. man. Did you see that clip with that? Or you played it, right? The sports analyst? Oh, yeah, when they was playing it, man? Um, no, when he's, yeah, yeah, and they said uh, it shouldn't be no excuse why J. Cole's stat line's better than Draymond. Yeah. Mm hmm. What are they playing? But the they, they gotta find something to compare him to, but I mean, obviously, it's a joke. Obviously, yeah. it, it, it's the NBA. Yeah, like it's literally yeah. obviously. They're not Draymond for ten, but they don't need Draymond. They don't Draymond. Yeah, yeah. Like, the staff that they're asking Draymond, they're going on those shows and they're like trying to play Draymond for that. Draymond a whole like, game more. That's not. Yeah, that's that's not what you're even asking Draymond to do is put up stats. That's not what you're looking for. You want Draymond to be a presence on the court. That's it. If he scores, cool. Like, good job, Draymond. <laughs> but they would like him to score. That's the argument. Yeah, they would they like him to score. They don't need him to yeah, score. The Warriors don't need him to score. Yeah, but I haven't watched um, these playoffs, so is yeah, Draymond good, good like defensively? Then. He's gonna have ten points. Did y'all see the uh, Vegas uh, lineup, the festival? Mm-mm, which one? No, it's crazy every time. Yeah, it was crazy this time. Uh, Last what is time it called? You know what it's called? I don't remember. It's like a Vegas festival. Uh, Last that shit in Vegas, nuts, I think. Last night in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, last night in Vegas, yeah. That shit looked nuts. No, it's like, always crazy. Like the first one, the first one had Freddie Gibbs, Kendrick Lamar. Now Kendrick's not at this one though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that was him before. That's literally the that only was person who's missing on there is Kendrick down there. Before like, the album. Everybody from Dan everybody What's the festival called? But he's on his own tour, that's last why. Night in Vegas. Are you sure? I'm I don't know. I'm I don't know. know. It's something in Vegas. It's something in Vegas. Uh, it's literally oh the most. Is it the day in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Golden Voice presents day in Vegas. Scissors headliner. Yeah, yeah. Scissors headliner day one. Like their lineup is. They have play they boys. Summer Walker stream people. I'm like, dang, that's crazy that they're this low. Yeah. On the stack. Team Conway the Machine. Because how many people they, they got? Have. Many on like the third line. Because they have so many line. people. Zakari, Buddy. I don't know. Having Benny right like, there is crazy. I feel like Benny should be higher. Jake Cole. His cloud is crazy. Oliver, Jid, T-Pain, Wow, Vince Yeah. Ooh, how you this Coyote? Yeah, I saw no. like, bro. I'm telling you, you should have saw. You should have saw the last, the last year. You should have saw last year. Is that yeah, Benny? Benny is low on here. Like, That's what I'm saying. I feel like Benny should be higher than that. Well, I wouldn't say he should be higher. I understand. I know. It's a one savage her, Joji. You know who Joji is? I know, but I I was confused. You know who Joji is? Yeah, shit. I was surprised yeah. still. I'm like, how? No, I his fan Joji base is still that popular. His fan know, base is that crazy. What you mean? He's still like Brockhampton era of music. There's so many because I don't, that, I don't that, really stay in that space. Like, well, that. it's not really about that stuff. kind of music being like consistently popular. Mm. That's a very think about how we felt about our future. Yeah, it's you know extremely I mean? niche. Yeah, yeah like like so we'll ride with that music forever type shit. Joji gonna go on that stage and, and sing Slow Dancing in the Dark. Yep. And that song came go out crazy. how long ago? Okay, so he's like one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Go crazy. Uh let's see, Saba. Sabrina Claudio's above him, you know her. I know. You know what I'm saying? No, it makes sense. Still, it it makes sense. Billy <laughs> like, the Butch, you gotta think he's gonna hit the stage, and who's he really for? A lot of people. The niggas in the front. And who's in 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 who is Sabrina Joji for? Like yeah. It's a lot of this. Yeah. What's the demographic of the day and night festival in yeah. Vegas? <laughs> like, 
They gotta appeal to their full crowd. You know, yeah. I ain't mad at that. T Pain is on. You know what I mean? Like T Pain going crazy. But he's gonna play all hits, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, like sure, Benny the sure. Butcher, how many hits does Benny have? True. Going off of hits Damn. like I wouldn't say hits, hits, yeah, not hits, right? Like because he, he's the kind of artist we gotta look for. That, you know what I'm saying? You just like his discography, right? Yeah. But other people on this list, they have hits like yeah, like, hits, hits. What's Sabrina Claudio's hit? I mean, I listen to her. Oh, uh, I like the song with her, and I like. I mean, with her, and I liked her album actually. Probably, uh, I said, what's that one song she got? Uh, the Belong to You one. Nah, it's like one of like something song about hard. being at home alone. What's your What's your home boy? What's your What's your dude? It's called um. Came out recently? Huh? Nah, nah, because she's another one of them artists where I feel like she's going to hit the stage even and do... Play some hits. And yeah, Mosh Posh of her. Did they didn't say anything about her. Because she has, she has uh, tracks on About Time, No Rain, No Flowers, uh, like her old shit, but that shit was like 2017, 2018. Man, Snow Allegra would have been there. That would have been cool, too. I think she was on the last one. Like, last year's was insane. I bet. Baby Keem is... Doing it the same day as Travis. Yeah. What's interesting to me is how Earth Gang Tana is not on the same day too. as uh, J. Cole and Jimmy. Tana Leon's on there too. Because they hit them up separately. I think Tana Leon's on the same day as Baby King too. He is. Yeah. Oh, Money Man. Wow. <laughs> Everybody but Kendrick. Yeah, because he's on his own tour. Though. Yeah, he's on his own tour. Yeah, because he's doing his own thing. We're going now, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Huh? Someone named Omen on here. Where? Oh, where? On the day in Vegas. I got your name, bro. Oh, it's Omen oh, from no, Dreamville. Omen from uh, Dreamville. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, he's the ghost of Dreamville. Yeah. Ooh, I rap. It's J Cole. No one cares. J Cole's best friend. That's why he's uh. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They met in um. They used to do like hip hop. Back in the day, like they used to be like niggas used to link up and like the blog sites type shit. Like it was like a blog site for a specific artist and shit. So niggas would just link up. Like oh, I rap, I rap too. That's how J. Cole met Omen, or like one of them blog sites. It's kind of like how uh, Brockhampton met. Brockhampton met because they were all on a blog site called KanyeTiller.com. And Kevin made a post, I think, that was like, who wants to start a band? And everybody was like, me. And then they started Brockhampton. That's interesting. You really want to get into the Brockhampton thing? They're not even like, they didn't even know each other type shit. Just a whole bunch of strangers on the internet got together. Made one of the most successful. Uh, I guess they call themselves a boy band. Boy bands of. It was impressive. With the past people. decade, probably. For sure. As far as organizing all that, yeah, it was impressive. all that they did during yeah. that time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a very impressive stretch. Like the saturation stretch. Like. It has to be one of the more impressive stretches. In hip hop, yeah. In hip hop, yeah. yeah, man. Like you don't even see no like accomplishment. Like, when nah. you look at the landscape currently, you don't see none of that. I mean, you don't even see people putting out albums that stick. That's the biggest thing about it. Like for them to drop those three back to back to back, and for them to have hits yeah. like songs that people are playing years later. Yeah, like people debate about, oh, what's your favorite saturation? Like you could have that argument because all three of them are different vibes. All three of them have so much weight. So yeah, yeah I, I've never I, seen it, and for them to come together the way they did too just makes it even more impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of wild. I didn't like, know that. Organizing all them dudes, like Jesus Christ, bro. Did it's hard enough to get like the, five um, people in the room. The Kendrick verse, um, Pusha song, or was it? Yeah, it was Pusha T song. Huh? Or Kendrick uh, featured on it. Um, we talks about like that. nostalgia. Yeah. Well, are you talking about the theory behind it? It's not really a theory, is it? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what you mean, bro? I don't know. So to give context and background for anybody who doesn't know, there's a song by Pusha T featuring Kendrick Lamar called No Stalger. Um, I forgot what album it was on. My Name Is My Name is what it was on. And Kendrick had this very... Kendrick had a verse that apparently, according to the internet, for the past eight years has gone... Nine years now. Has gone over everyone's head because... Now, mind you, like, everyone knew it was like a fire-ass verse. And, you know, on the surface, it was amazing. But then people were saying something to the effect of, like, what was, like, breaking down his... Um, it was, like, all based in the number of, like, yeah. how much... Oh, yeah, yeah. Dissect Podcast is the one that broke it down. I was just, like... I was, like, if that's... That's true, insane. That's next level. Here's my whole... All right, so... Or is it that easy to break down his music? No, it's... <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the case because my thing is the song's been out since 2013. Dissect Podcast tape just went viral this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it on TikTok. It went viral like four four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, (laughs) part of it, yes. And part of it was obvious, I feel like, when it came out. Like, um, go figure every mother, go figure motherfucker every verse is a brick. Like, anyone can hear that bar and go back through the verse and see the. the cocaine, uh, what was where I'm gonna go here? Like, like the terminology he used throughout the verse that was kind of feeding into that. But where it kind of like loses me, not loses me completely, because like I just don't know, but it's like, eh, it might be reaching the math. Like, that's, that, that's a lot of math that this nigga would have to like sit down and had to have like written on a composition piece of paper. <laughs> like I just can't see this nigga sitting down and going like yeah okay all those added up and there is a 19 and I was born in 1987 and if you add these like I just don't that's what bruh doing that shit I know people do that I, don't, I write lyrics dog like I write music so I understand the concept of like but with the numbers specifically it's just certain th- like as quick as I can show you that clip, have you seen the clip of Nas talking to the uh, professor? There was like a professor of English who was having a conversation with Nas. Put that clip too. Um, and she was pretty much talking to Nas about how uh, she was talking to Nas about his lyrics. Well, that's where it came down to. So this woman was having a conversation with Nas and she was like talking about a bar he had said. And she was like, now, is this what you meant by this bar? And she gives this real elaborate explanation. And she's like, is that what you meant by that? And he was like, it is now, you know, because like, just like at the end of the day, it's music. Like people can sit there, especially with hip hop, because it's a poem. People can sit here and build meanings behind what you wrote all the time. And then sometimes yeah, you right. write something that has a meaning and you're like, did I mean that? I don't even know. Like sometimes as yeah. an artist, you write some shit and it's like. But I feel like that versus it just seems very calculated because I know what you're saying, because they do that all the time with Kendrick's music. Like I remember with Untitled, how much they tried to break that whole thing down. Mm-hmm. That's like a yeah, it's like a common thing to do with Kendrick. Yeah, you know, it's a very common thing. But for me, and that just sounds very like calculated with getting adding the numbers and everything together. So maybe it's a mixture of both though, I would say. I think a mixture of both might be a good because again, parts of it I do feel like was intentional. To write your whole verse around the concept of it being cocaine. Yeah. And going back through and like seeing those lines throughout the entire verse, I get those. Again, it's when you like, 
Because even if you're listening to the song, you're talking about the nines and the tens being used. The wordplay of using nine and tens made sense repeatedly. But when you're like, but then the math, it's like, you gotta add it up. Well, here's my whole thing, but like, I put it like this it's 2022 when this thing went viral, right? Yeah. Realistically, do you think Kendrick for the past nine years is sitting at home just like, maybe they'll get it? How coincidental that it's like nine? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Some nigga probably sit at home like, yeah, but Kendrick contended for that. Like Kendrick <laughs> meant for y'all to find for out on year nine. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's like if we want to say he meant it, cool. I'm pretty sure if you ask Kendrick, it'd be like, I don't know. Maybe it just took that long for niggas to, for it to hit. I mean, who's really analyzing the songs like that? I mean, I who's writing their verse that. like that, PD? Who's sitting there like, yo, I'm gonna write this this math <laughs> equation hidden in bars seven and eight? <laughs> So that Reddit will go crazy. On a feature. (laughs) On a feature. On a a Pusha T feature, mind you. Like, on a Pusha T feature. What era Kendrick was that? Was that good kid Kendrick? This is good kid Kendrick. It was 2013, bro. He was a tryhard back then. Oh, that, that, you're not helping theory. my theory, Pete. Yes, you're no, not, it I, makes sense. He would probably go mad hard on the verse. Because, yes, he was trying to do all that shit then. He was saying he was the king of New York. All that shit. He was being very hard on niggas back then. Like, it wasn't like how was he is post, currently. Was that post control? This was not post control. But this is what I'm saying. This is all during the cipher. All that shit. We were just talking about that yesterday. All yeah. that shit was intertwined during that time. So he was probably in his rap bag super hard at that I point. mean, the BET cypher was amazing. It yeah, was amazing. that's what I'm saying. I have no- he was probably like really calculated then at this point versus where he is now, which is like not to say it's better or worse, but it's just like where he was at that point. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah. Writing the fuck out of shit. <laughs> it was amazing. Coincidence. That's what I'm going <laughs> to gonna call it, too, bro. There's no way Kendrick was like, yeah, bro. Five tens. That nigga put us probably three nines. That's that's what's gonna make eighty seven. I was born in eighty seven. Like, there's no way. There's just (laughs) there's a zero percent chance. I see this nigga. I'm sorry. I was sorry. Because I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like, if he did, I'm more mad at him. I I like you less of an artist. You try too hard. You relax. Relax. I'm, down. I'm telling you, bro. Relax. I think it's like try hard, then. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I, I don't I'm gonna go with coincidence, like, man. Cool. Like, I'm not saying. I mean, the person that you gotta look at the channel that did it. They're called the Dissect Podcast. Yeah, but yeah, that's the whole point. That's, they got they got time. They got hell of time. Yeah. Ain't nobody else taking the time to do that. Time shit. to create meetings. This <laughs> <laughs> is time. Time to create <laughs> meetings and theories everywhere. <laughs> hell of time. I'm fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a little Kendrick Lore. Who knows? But again, my whole it's a big maybe that he might have meant it. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's no. an interesting take. That is for sure. Yeah, does it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's like mind you, I've been ogling at this um, interface for like the past ten minutes. We've been talking. You've been doing what to like, the I've interface? Been looking at. Uh, no, what's that word you used at first? First <laughs> word. <laughs> what was that first word you used? Interface? That's not it. I don't remember. You at something, I think. I think you said you ogled it. Ogling. Ogling. Oh, I misspoke. Do you not? (laughs) 
Can you need an urban dictionary term or what? Yeah, give me an urban dictionary term for ogling. <laughs> ogling means I've been like uh, You know he's focused. an omen. He's focused. an omen, so he's got to use like a lot of O words. Yeah. That's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. That's how you start. That's Odd how you soul. Start. Yeah, start. That's how you start a trend, sir. Yeah. Gotta use a bunch of old words. I'm building a brand. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You gotta like do like some alliteration for everything, dog. One odd so You gotta like at, at the end of the podcast. This is your homework. Yeah, you, you gotta have your tagline. Got to be an alliteration tag. An alliteration sure. with a bunch of O's. In the My brain don't work that fast. To be honest. <laughs> That's why you have a whole week. These podcasts are recorded. <laughs> We get at least three of these jokes out before <laughs> before the crowd knows. Screw that. Hey, y'all not gonna pressure to me. Them is weekly, so huh? You got to do weekly O's. Well, well, to them it's gonna be weekly, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, when I'm looking at this interface, and honestly, I was looking at these levels, and they were kind of high. But I was like, I remember. I can level. His 1987 bar wasn't even next to the bars about the knives and the tens and shit. Where were they? Has it got to be? This is at the end of the verse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they skipped around because they they even said, like, the every verse of the brick is at the end of the song. That's the last line of the song. (laughs) Well, they slid that in there. Why would he say I was born? Why? I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't make sense. <laughs> no clue. Because it was a coincidence. <laughs> gonna drop the anti theory video. That's what you gotta call the title of this episode. <laughs> oh shit. That's the first topic of our of the podcast, really. <laughs> <laughs> Man, where the fuck did my other topics go? I, I just own up to it. I don't care. I think we're going to talk about the Kevin Gates shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Say what? I said I was looking for my other topics, and then I remember we're going to talk about the Kevin Gates shit, but. Oh. So, dang, you didn't find the clip. So, who didn't see it? No, bro, not that one. Yeah, we're going to talk about the clip. It's really just the song. <laughs> <Damn. that drives. laughs> it's a uh, song. The Super Grim one. Oh, yeah, we did not hear that. Do you need more backstory on it, Drew? Or, like, do you get it? What happened? Um, I don't recall. I wasn't in, like that involved in his like cheating phase, so you can you can uh, say that to the audience and me. Oh, I don't really know that much either about that. I just I understand now. Previously, when you know they're putting out the posts on the whole song, they don't they only talk about half of it. Where he talks about like him trying to you know do show Beyonce and Nicki Minaj and stuff, but they don't really go in depth on like where this might be stemming from. So it's like hella confusing. And regardless, it still is hella confusing why he added those parts in specifically. <laughs> so that's, that, all right, so interestingly enough, that's kind of what I wanted to dive into a little bit more. Because it's like, listening to the song, I, for one, I'll start off by being the first to say it, I liked it. I, I, yeah. I thought I thought Buddy I was spazzing. You. Like this is, this is honestly like the Kevin Gates I fell in love with when I first came across Kevin Gates because to me it sounded like raw Louisiana hip hop and and I feel like this is probably the closest he sounded like that in a minute and there was a lot of pain he explored on it and I think it might have gotten overshadowed Mm -hmm. by the bars he put in there about Nikki, Beyonce and Ruby Mm 
Because when it went viral, that's really what people yeah, took and ran with. How it is gonna be ran with. As opposed to all the pain this man, this man talks about stuff that we've been probably mulling over ourselves for a while. He talked about how the album flopped, the I'm Him album, which was the album that came out right after um, the joint he did that had two phones on it. Mm. So this is the album. Sophomore. This is sophomore album. You know, he had just came off Double XL. Two phones was a hit. Mm. That was multi platinum. Once that first album went platinum, so you're expecting to come through and hit the shit out of the park, and he did it. And so he's addressing that here for the first time that I've heard him address it in a minute, at least on something this public. And so I think it's being overshadowed mm. by those few couple of bars, and that's why I thought it was interesting you said that because I kind of feel the same way. Why even add them? Yeah, because it. I don't. Hasn't he always been like that? Yeah, he. I mean, he has, but he hasn't really name spoke. He's very. He's always, he's always been, been very subliminal, like, you know, sexual shit. But he nasty. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, for real, for real. Like, no, I think he be going crazy. But like, he ain't never really said names and shit. I don't know. Like, if him doing that was the. I don't know. Really, he probably just freestyle. It's a freestyle at the end of the day. So yeah, you know. I don't know if he had any spe- specific reasoning behind it, but I don't know if people would be talking about it or going to listen to the song if those lines weren't in there. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. It was like, was was it for that? Like, yeah. to, to hook him. I don't think it's smart. I don't tactic? know if he did that consciously. Like, he did this effort. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say this to get people. Oh, you don't talk to Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, it's a freestyle. I'm not gonna just say he did this on purpose. He might just, you know, freestyle. Like, I just don't know. Like as, as an artist, I. You know, you just never really. As an artist, you just never really know. I mean, it could have yeah. gone both ways. He could have so, did it because he yeah. just knew people would say something. It could have been a little bit of both. Like yeah, you freestyle it, nice. but you kept it because you're like, nah. Like, yeah, you know, I, I think know people that's what it could have been. I think that's probably what it was yeah. at the end of the day. Because I mean, it's not like he didn't know him saying that would get people like this, you know? right? So yeah, it is. Most or he did. Or like right when it came out, he was like, okay, I know that's gonna be the bar that gets people to hear it. Facts. You know. Yeah, but um, like you said, he does explore like a lot of pain. Oh, you can even tell like in his voice, vocal reflections, like he's like, yeah, no, he's like hurt and shit. And it's he's probably just like channeling it and like getting it out through the music. But uh, like I was saying before, it a lot of the things he was talking about was probably like going back to December when he was talking about like he had deleted social medias and shit and like. Like I said on that recent podcast we watched, where he was talking about he was being he was suicidal at that point, like like planning like thinking about killing himself mm. and shit like that. So I'm pretty sure a lot of that was like either happening then or like he was like just bombarded with those thoughts and emotions. oh yeah. So yeah, this is probably shit that he had you know was going to just let out at some point. Yeah, I feel like it was a lot of bottled in. Like a lot. I mean, he even talked about him losing weight on the song. Mm-hmm. How the reason he did the reason and the method is interesting to me. So the reason insecurities, like, which is interesting, is like a celebrity, right? Because you look like Rick Ross and so many celebrities that are kind of like embracing it. Yeah, you know, to a certain degree. But it's like you kind of got to go. It's like you got to go a hundred or zero when you do that. Like you yeah. can't be a chubby dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to be a big dude, but you got to be fit. Has to be part of your character. Either. Yeah, your fitness is literally has to be a part of your character. And then, of like course, he got on Adderall. Like that's yeah. see, that was something that I didn't even know because, yeah. like, I, this podcast that I keep bringing up is one that me and Drew had watched with uh, Mike Rashid, 
And he had talked about his, like, you know, exercise mm-hmm. journey, but he never spoke on Adderall. Doing Adderall. And that makes hella sense. Like, you know, if you feel, like you said, insecurity and like this want to rush it, like want to have this mm-hmm. gratification over it. You know, you're going to be in that bitch. He said he was in there three times a day, didn't he? Yeah, he said yeah, uh, so. three in the gym three times a day how I got skinny. And that's really you, what you said touches on it. Wanting to rush to get there. Mm-hmm. Like when people have certain, I want to get healthy. You know, that's my goal. My goal is for my health. Yeah. My goal is my health. I'm not pressed on a physique to drive mm-hmm. me mentally. You know what I mean? Like my goal is just to be healthy. So if I go to the gym, I'm going to feel healthier day two going to the gym. Yeah. So it's going to motivate me to go day three type shit. You know what I mean? But if you have like a physique in mind and so it's coming from like a place of insecurity, for one, you're never satisfied with what you see in the mirror ever. Mm. So you're literally racing against a ghost. And because you're racing against a ghost, like you're sprinting. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're sprinting in that race. So getting on Adderall, that, that, well, I feel like at the end of the day, like when it comes to wanting to, even control how people make their music or what experiences influences their music. The point that PD is making is a great one. It's kind of like what hip hop started off with in general. It's kind of like people saying to NWA, right? Like your music is too hood. It's too violent. And Ice Cube's point was our music is a reflection of our environment. It's a reflection of our reality. So if you wanted artists to stop selling you pain music, you have to eliminate the pain. Yeah. You know, and if you're unwilling to do that, you know, then you get what you get. But mm-hmm. I think that goes to a deeper point, too, where it's like and this is something I've heard is an argument both ways. Like, for instance, Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala. I forgot what the hell she wore, but I do remember like she lost hella weight for it and was talking about how she was excited to get back to eating regularly, you know, after the gala was over. And it spurs the debate on whether we should even be a part of a society that encourages you to do something unhealthy, such as lose a ton of weight to wear a dress. Um, and that led to a deeper question to me of whether or not it's the right or wrong thing to do or whether or not it's right or wrong for us as like people who watch it, consumers to be that heavily influenced by it. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. if Kim Kardashian wants to lose weight to mm-hmm. wear a dress for the Met Gala, you know, that's her by all dream. means, like do what that you want to do. But it's when you look at it and you go, well, now I want to be like that. So That's I feel like true. now I have to emulate those methods. Yeah, for sure. Then it becomes an issue. Yeah. Which is too prone because, like, you're never going to get artists to stop doing what they're doing to, to stop your influence. Like, part of the system that we're in is designed for consumers to consume and producers to produce. And part of that is them wanting you to feel like you're inadequate. They want you to feel like the ideal version of yourself is on the other side so you can invest in methods to get yeah, there. Because if not, they would, there would be no market. There'd be no market. <laughs> and so you can't get mad at people within the market for, they're playing their roles at the end yeah. of the day. These artists who sell their pain because, artists who sell violence in the back of their mind who don't want the violence to spread in their communities, but yet they rap about it. Like, consciously or subconsciously, they're a part of a system that is designed to profit on the violence they're selling. So at the end of the day, we can argue about whether we want people to do it, but the, that's not, I don't really think that should be what the argument's about. It should be more so, should you allow yourself to be that influenced by these people that we're seeing on these TV screens or these yeah. cell phones? Should you turn your phone off? <laughs> that's a big question. If, you if you can't find yourself not being influenced by it, like, yeah. but it's that's the thing, simple. like nowadays, 
I can only be on Facebook for about five minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is crazy, man. Like, I forget man. mine's activated, but mine's is like so bro, like that shit is it's a ghost town. I see more debates on Facebook more than anywhere else. Yeah, no, Facebook but is. You say yours is pretty Facebook active, is, um, right? Mine. Man, you don't like you, you don't have to like, like be active. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my Facebook feed, very, very, very. See, that's a different. That's a different type of community. Yeah, I feel like we both have like three different levels of it. Because mine, I have like thirty friends on mine. So yours is Ghost Town. Mine's ends. Yours is like Hillman's. Your your timeline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mine is not like that. In the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the end. And mine I can is definitely not like that. They're all caught up. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. So no, I got like. Thousands of friends, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, not even... Uh, that's not a brag. That's that's middle school, high school, accepting and sending yeah, requests right. to everybody in Guilford County, trying yeah, to be friends with everybody. Mine is a different breed. Yeah. Yeah, but how many do you have? I mean, I don't have thousands, but I think I have at least maybe four or five hundred something, I would say. Four or five hundred, I'm about to... About the, about the what, 500? So yours is pretty active too. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, it's active. It's just, man, it's just some interesting topics that come up. And, you know, I always I always say this, like, that's my catchphrase at this point. Like, why the fuck are still, people still talking about Johnny Depp? But, because they are. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Johnny Depp is still a topic. Laura is a topic. Um, yeah. Dude, yo, 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 one, all right, yeah, yeah, topic for next one. Yeah, we gotta talk about that one. Who's the topic? We got some. I go back to like the whole idea of like even those things are traps mentally at this point to just get people to just talk about things at this point when it comes to like the whole Lori and uh, Michael situation. But yeah. Oh, with him being sad at like basketball? I don't think that's true. You said what? It was a picture. There was just a picture, a video game, of him not a basketball like, game. He's sad or something. I'm like, nah, he looks sad. I'm, I'm a go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I nah, bro. He, he looks sad. Bro. I was like, was he there alone? I'm sorry. He looked. He looked pretty damn sad, bro. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's because of her. I don't want to give that much credit to that situation. Like, who knows? Nah, like, I maybe think it's probably him having to go out and like. Having to be an entertainer at yeah, the end of the day might be sure. enough to make you upset in any given moment. For sure. But what I can tell you is that this is the first time we've seen Michael since <laughs> this happened. Yeah. 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 And shortly, we will hear from the esteemed Bishop Michael B. Jordan collab for him as he comes and gives us the word of God. I guess. Nah, he's painting. I'm, what the fuck did they say in that video just now? <laughs> 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 what? Now, it's Kevin on stage. The, you know Kevin on stage, the comedian. He said, "Why they got Michael B. Jordan looking like a guest speaker?" <laughs> That's the audio he put over it. What the hell? It's the smile right there that kills it. It's like a forced ass. You see what I'm saying? Bro. You see what I'm saying? He you saw him in that motherfucker. <laughs> He should have came and fitted up, bro. This man, he should have came like. <laughs> you gotta come better than that. Damn. Your yeah, first pop out since like your yeah, whole situation. It's like he left the family out, meeting. So it's just like, I don't know. That nigga yeah, should have rocked out like. He should have popped out. Different looking dude. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, yeah, he's, and then he could have just chilled back. He could have came in some shades and just sat back. And people wouldn't have known. Like, it's just mysterious at that point. Nah, they would have known. <laughs> <laughs> this man. I'm like, bro, bro, you gotta sit down. Is he crying? He's not crying. No, nah, it looks like it looks like he's sweating a little bit, or it's the shine. 
Yeah, it looks like he had a sweater on. things more cinematic. It's not, it's, not, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, I ain't even going. I hope the best for both parties and see how it goes with that shit because I don't know what the fuck going on either one of them motherfuckers really. Nah, no. Shit. I mean, shit. you're talking about just them two? Yeah, both their mental states. I hope they get somewhere. That's I mean, at the end of the day, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's other people's lives. So. At the end of the day, it's other people's lives. Like that's yeah. that's that's what I was. That's why I'm that's saying you just, I was going you know, that's all you can do, really. Yeah, you go about your own. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard for me with celebrities because you know, for one, I never really even know how, how legitimate the relationship yeah. is in the first place. Exactly. Um, you don't know enough to even care. Yeah, I never yeah, know yeah, enough bro. to just really like, be too invested. It's hilarious at this point when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Every other day is something different. Yeah, literally. So it's like, at this point, you know. But to be honest, I mean, a lot more recently, I'm seeing the celebrity relationships really just mirror typical bullshit that, like, we'd be Actually, going through. Okay. Yeah, for our so, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the distrust. You know, the, yeah. the emotionally cheating before physically cheating. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's really, it's, it's like a mirror, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, so at the end of the day. That just goes back to what we were saying before about how literally there's mirrors of society on like a bigger skate, like landscape. It's like you don't really, what can you say about either person when it's like, just because they're in the positions they are now doesn't mean they're in they're not in the same shit that we're in when it comes to this like a society. It's just at a different level of it. You know? Yeah. Especially it's not like Michael was always like famous and rich or like came from a family of wealth, did he? I don't know. Well exactly. so Probably not necessarily. I mean, he's been he's been famous since The Wire. Yeah, so that's been a minute. So he's had money, like but that. he's not definitely not on like Lori's level. Yeah, Lori was literally that's born like, daughter of Steve born, Harvey. Yeah, born into position. wealth. So, which is a big point, like because there's a lot of all right. So we could say that I'll, I'll say this right because talking about Lori and Michael and their relationship, you know, because I don't yeah, know it enough to care. But what I can say is all the conversations that have been happening. Because of it, you know, just stemming from the situation, because you have a lot of people who are looking at Laura's perspective and are kind of asking questions like, well, how long does it take for you to know somebody's the right fit? Um, and then you can look at kind of like the conversations that were had around Lloyd before this happened. Um, and they said that to other conversations like, well, what do you really want in a man? Because some people are saying like Michael B. Jordan to a lot of black women in the African-American community, this would be like. One of your top suitors, just to be like, hey, how no, much better can you really get? You know, a lot of women I had seen saying, though, like, coming from her perspective, just saying, like, you know, she's 25, so she's still young and she has, um, you know, the ability to do this. Oh, and I'm like, so, yeah, no knock to it whatsoever. Again, yeah, just mirroring what we're yeah. seeing in in our in our public situations, kind of like with yeah, us. But again, the question where I'm kind of coming up comes like, all right. Again, kind of like to a question we've had before with us. What are you really wanting? Mm-hmm. What are you really looking for? Like truly, and, and for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if Lori was going into that relationship and she knew, I'm not really in this for no lifetime shit. Mm-hmm. But Mike, Mike got to be like 30 something. Yeah, no, you know he's what I mean? For sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, you don't, you don't get into that situation 
a woman as beautiful as Lori Harvey not thinking in the back of your head like yeah, you're trying to and you know especially I mean? already knowing like you know the person like from that level of like mm-hmm. notoriety at least like mm-hmm. not just gonna be like yeah and stay with her that long which again I'm not upset with anything cause she has every right to date. She has every right yeah, to date for however sure. long she wants to to decide she don't want to date no more. Yeah. But again, where it comes down to me is the questions that we can all have for ourselves. What do we really want in these relationships when we get into them? And are we honest with ourselves and our partners? You know what that is? Because on, on a certain degree, what that can lead to is a whole lot of wasted time for one partner and not the other. Like yes, Lori could have got true. out that situation yep. like, well, I grew. I did this, that, and the third. And Michael's just like. And Mike's like, shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? the mom's dad. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I had dreams and visions and plans. Yep. You know what I mean? And you have to deal with, you know, a lot. And when you're on that level, you have to deal with a lot of like people talking. Forever, you have to kind of take that and have tough skin with that. So it's like even him initially getting with her, you know. Wasn't Future playing this nigga on, on a level at some point? Which because of the situation? Because yeah, that's like, what was, I'm like, saying. Right when this happened, he was, like, saying, he was getting yeah. called a lame because of the situation. He, yeah, he was getting called a lame. I think they even, Future talked about it in a song. I think Future talked about him in a song. Sure. But yeah, bro, like, that's what I'm saying. He had to go through literally all that emasculation. Was he a rebound? Yeah. Well, uh, in technical, I, who knows? Just because yeah. if you look at Lord. according to the internet, with Lori's track record has been consistency. You know, they're, they're like... She fall off of one, and then there's another one in the picture within a few months. But I don't know if I can say it's a rebound, because at the end of the day, if you just in the phase where you move in and you single, you're moving and you single. Like, yeah, to man. some women, it's not even a rebound. It's just, I'm single again. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, it could have been as simple as she just woke up one day and was like, you know. I'm yeah, I'm, 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 I'm over it. You know? Yeah. And she just, you know, as... Because rebound would just... But that's what you're saying. I think that can... Kind of connect with what you're saying about like maybe if it happened like that, maybe this was like her putting it in a way where she's not trying to waste his time anymore. That's she true too, because at the end of the day, they've only been dating for a year. Yeah. She could have had them on much longer on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Again, no one's wrong in their situation. Or I'm not, I'm, I don't know them enough yeah. to say who's yeah. right or wrong. But that's the, that's the thing I like about like these situations. That's, well, that's about the only thing I like about these situations is the conversation around it. Like, yeah. What well, people would be saying and like how we can talk about like instances. When I, when I say things like that, I feel like women or men just do that sometimes like what we're saying how that just reflects society they might just wake up one day and be like you know this ain't for me no more yeah yeah that ass I mean, that happens more like, often like than you not. said one partner might not be even you believe, thinking that yeah but it's like do you feel like when it comes to that kind of thing do you feel like that ever happens or there has to be some kind of built up like reasons why like they don't want to be in a relationship anymore or could it be just as simple as they just so happen to be famous that's that's what I think yeah but what I'm talking about I'm just talking about people in general like do you feel like people well okay so I had yeah so I I believe that it really boils down to maturity at the end of the day Um, at the end of the day if you're mature you're mature enough to have an adult conversation and if you're not you're not Mm -hmm. and what ends up happening is an immaturity or passive aggressiveness or you know you could find yourself to a point where you wake up one day and you're just here mm-hmm. because stuff is built up but that's because you were either unwilling to voice how you truly felt 
or realistically, you're with a person who's not willing to listen to you. That's the case. You yeah. should have been gone. But in that case, if you woke up and you're just over it, then no, it wasn't sudden. Like we knew where this came from. Yeah, I've, been yeah. trying, I've been telling you what's wrong. You ain't been changing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but more often than not, when it's a situation like where people are caught off guard, like I didn't even know you felt this way. Mm-hmm. Nah, like your your woman or your man, if it's the flip side, will give you signs for sure consistently. You and know, like it comes down to like you said, having a conversation about it. Hundred percent. Well, Sometimes you, if you can, like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like a big part of it is maturity. If you're with, if two people are in a mature relationship and you can have those conversations, you're gonna find, you know, you can compromise. You'll you'll find places you can work on together. But if that stuff is never vocalized, eventually people get to the point where they're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And they never vocalize it. Then they just cheat because it's like yeah. I don't I don't know how to break up with you or tell you I'm done with you. So mm-hmm. instead, I'm just gone. Yes, yeah, slide. So that's the biggest. It's like to me, it's like a maturity thing. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Because people feel. I mean, people fall out of love all the time. Oh yeah, it just happens. But I, I don't think it's like a sudden thing. I, I think, don't think so either. I think I more think often more than not, tension that isn't really um like you said, taking upon the partner to either. Because sometimes it's like you should be able to like internally feel what your partner might be feeling when you've been with them for a specific amount of time where they might not have to vocalize it but that comes down to you being able to talk about it uh i try not to speak the generalizations but i will say yeah man you're in a relationship for a long time you sh- you can read your partner yeah for sure you should be able to yeah, if you, you can't then you shouldn't be with together at that point i ain't gonna say that but i just because i i don't want to curse people's relationships there might be some people out there who are in that situation but I will say, like, you're cutting off a big part of communication in a relationship if you do not invest in learning how to reach your partner outside of verbal communication. There's just so many things that can be said and conversations that can be had outside of verbalizing that are necessary to have in a relationship. You need to know when your girl is off. You need to know that. You need to know when she's not feeling something. You need to know when you're in a social interaction and she's not a fan of what's going on. You need to know that. Mm, that's, that's a big fact. It's a fortunately and unfortunately the reason Will Smith went up and did what he did. Like, he could read his woman. She ain't, she ain't had to say a word. Yeah. So, yeah. Just no, that's true. Big part. But no, nah, uh, kind of just like going back to everything we talked about so far, like Kevin Gates, uh, Michael B. Jordan, the Lori Harvey situation. I feel like they're all kind of um, similar in the sense that like I know these celebrities have their shit going on, you know, their relationships and we have nothing to do with them. But no matter what, we're going to have conversations based on them and people are going to have conversations. And one of the things I think it's important for people to ask is they have their own conversations and they think about their own relationships is what they really want. And being able to actually vocalize that to their partner. And that's big because it takes two steps, mm-hmm. knowing what you want and then vocalizing it to your partner. Mm-hmm. And that knowing what you want part is the hardest part, I feel yeah, like. Because sure. yeah. I feel like we're at a point where a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because you listen to Kevin Gates' song. I hear a lot of pain in that song. And I also hear a lot of a man who wanted a woman to hold him down. And a man who still wants a woman to hold him down. Uh, but there's a lot of things said on that song that made me feel like you weren't acting in ways that would invite that energy to be yeah. returned to you. So is that really what you wanted? Same with like the Lori Harvey Martin or Martin, uh, Lori Harvey and uh, Michael B. Jordan situation. 
was there ever a point in that relationship where y'all were both on the same page about mm-hmm. what you wanted? Yeah. In an honest sense. Yeah. And was it ever really vocalized between the two of you? We don't know, of course, but it's just something to be, something to think about, you know, and something that we can think about as we have our individual conversations because we can't change what they did in their relationships and we're not going to be able to change what these celebrities do in their future relationships. It don't even really matter, but we all can do differences for ourselves and ask ourselves these questions and bring in our relationships so that we don't end up in similar situations. situations. Instead of like, like you said before, like being influenced by them, you know, you want to be able to like look at something from an analytical sense. Exactly. Like we, like I'm hoping that we all get to the point of influence with celebrities where we look at them as humans first and foremost, because that's what the fuck they are so that we can look at them and be happy of the accomplishments they've done, but want to be better. Like these, they're not perfect. Yeah. And we don't have to look at their moves like we need to make the same ones to get yeah. to where they got to go. How do we be better and take the mistakes they have to? The mistakes they make are public because of the nature of what they do. Yes. How do we take these lessons that we are learning and become better from them? Yeah. Kind of where I think people should take it. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. That's nice. That's nice. And that will uh, wrap up the uh, first episode of the season of BYOC. With uh, Petey, Enoch, and Owen. Thank you.